0: Welcome to the floor fantasy and sci-fi lore. Today we are driving into the magic of the Witcher world. So if you like the Netflix series, the games, the books, any of that, this might interest you. We are going to be talking about some of the different theories that exist among the different factions about where magic comes from and why it exists. And we are going to dive into the forbidden magics and why they are forbidden. And of course, how do Witcher signs work? Roll the intro. another adventure, another spellbinding story. Join us on the floor. All right, welcome back to the world of The Witcher. Today, we are doing a little short on magic to kind of really discuss what it is, where it comes from, and just to kind of dive into all of that. So one of the things The Witcher world does really well is rather than the author just saying, this is how things are in the world, what we often encounter is different characters who have theories, opinions, have done research and created ideas on it, right? So oftentimes when we talk about events outside of the book, like the history of the world or the function of different things, rather than the author being like, this is the lore, this is how this works in my world, you'll encounter one character who has this idea, or you'll encounter Mm. another character from a different faction who has this idea. And we definitely see that within magic as well. But more People have rumors. Well, they've they've done research. They have ideas, Mm. right? As far as as humans go, in all of their historical records, there is no magic before the conjunction of spheres. The Mm. elves claim to have had magic before, but some of the human scholars believe that magic originates with the conjunction of the spheres, and that the Mm. source of the magic is that there were four worlds uh each of the elemental source water earth air and fire and that mm-hmm. when the conjunction of spheres happened we could, the worlds kind of collided so to speak they left pools of that magical energy within the elements that correlated with them so that some mm-hmm. fire has pools of the magic energy from the plane of fire some pieces of Earth do not all, but some, and that's why you can't source it anywhere. You have to find a specific source, and because gins come from those worlds, that's why they are sources. Now, this theory of magic in the Witcher world is in contradiction to what the elves believe, right? Okay, so that's uh, that's a human theory. That is a human theory on magic right okay now the elves recognize that way back uh, up so you're saying that like the belief
1: of how magic is created is basically like their own religions in the (laughs) witch universe well but
0: it's not like worshipped or anything it's more like differing political ideology it's
1: it's how you live your you, you live your life based off the belief though
0: but consider this right Maybe someone's a Republican, maybe someone's a Democrat. Maybe one of them goes to all the political rallies. They are heavily invested in campaigning and doing everything. And somebody else shows up once a year for the presidential election, checks their party box and goes home. Right? Both That's people,
1: that's the same as people who go go to I, Easter I, and, and on Sunday, like what's the year. I guess it's
0: like, true. I guess, right. Yeah. Like <laughs> this your argument is the same. It's yeah, mine. Yeah, well, it's the same true, right. So so people who are using magic and invested in it, these ideas have a bigger role. In their daily life, than someone who just says, "Yeah, the elves think differently about magic than we do." These ones would be the priests. But I don't of cast magic. spells, so mm-hmm. I really don't care. <laughs> so. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. No, it's religious, right? I get it. So uh, once again, the elves recognize that there is source magic, but they believe that the. Source magic is left over from the blood of mages, right? A mage has died here. They have left whatever magical connection they have mm. in the ground, creating a source. Dark souls. Dark souls. And and again, there will be even within the elves a disagreement on that as well, because they've been around and studying it longer, so they've got different theories on it. But that was just one of the elven theories that comes up. So we talked about the puddles of magic kind of left behind. There is something in the use of magic that is thought to do something to the cells of people who use it, making them infertile over time. Mm. Um, However, this effect is less common in females. So men are almost universally uh, sterile if they use magic, whereas women, I mean, there's definitely a lot more of them that are infertile than those who that are not mages. But more of them maintain their fertility. However, at the, at the school of Eratusa, to say a debris. So if we go back to when, uh, Yennefer was at school there, the, the headmistress, she is the one who believes all mages should be sterile. And so she has made, made sterilization part of the process of their ascension to magehood. Rather than being a required part of the process, it is something she has stipulated. At no point does she discuss this. It could be that she believes that mages serve the realm, right? She's heavily invested in the brotherhood and later on the sisterhood. And that if you have children, that realigns your priorities and you no longer serve the realm, you serve your children. But like I said, she never specifies why, only that she believes that's the way it is supposed to be. So what is the case with Yennefer?
2: Is it before that stipulation happened? No no no,
0: she is sterilized, right?
2: Uh, okay okay okay. Yennefer and is... it's because this woman says this is how we should do it.
0: Yeah. Now in the in the show it is presented as essential However, it is very possible that they will introduce a plot line where Jennifer learns that that, is, that, that that it didn't have to be that way. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, then she would just be even more angry. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. That is not something you'd want her to find out for sure.
0: We might be looking at either a potential storyline or just storyteller canon, right? In the Netflix right. storyteller canon, it's part of the process. In the books, it's just something that the headmistress has decided the mages will go through okay so now we'll talk about signs magic this is what we see the witchers do most often they do little signs and symbols with their hands and Mm -hmm. then it casts a spell but as far as we understand this still has to it still functions in the same way that spells are but um it has to pull from a source
2: yeah Um, that was my question about when when they do this and so
0: the the best theory is that these signs function like a like a kanji in the Chinese or Japanese language. We, within English, our alphabet is phonetic, right? It just right. has sounds associated with the letters. Whereas when in uh, Japanese and Chinese, they have single letters or symbols that can be entire paragraphs, uh, characters. Yeah. yeah, and so mm-hmm. the thought is perhaps the sign that they make is something similar. It is an entire spell converted into a single symbol that okay. then is tapped into right the witcher needs enough focused of mind not cuz they don't just do that with their hand their brain has to kind of like do mm-hmm. something with the magic but that is why it functions so quickly and so simply is because they have worked to create that kind of very efficient symbol communication and does it exhaust them we we see this uh in the tv show but we also see this uh in the books right if you tap your own essential living essence mm-hmm. you can do some damage to your body uh and i imagine it's exhausting but if you tap a source it does not
2: and these characters symbols that they make
0: tap sources. The source. right so i imagine there's something that they're taught be like you focus you, you your mind finds a source you tap it you make the symbol right okay. so they have to be taught to degree the, the mm-hmm. tapping of the sources for for the signs to be able to work because they are using sources. Otherwise, they'll be doing damage to themselves. I see. Okay. All right. I needed to ask that question. It yeah. was on my mind. Uh, and then, of course, we have the two forms of forbidden magic, which is fire. Right. Well, I should say three forms and necromancy and demonology. Now... Mm. There is a controversy over necromancy and demonology, but we'll get into that. First, let's talk fire. So we have mentioned this before, and fire is extremely chaotic, and it really does try to take over the user. Unlike the other sources of magic, fire has a will of its own, and it will try to impose that on the user. Be like, I want to burn the world. You will burn the world. Right. And uh, mm-hmm. because it has that effect on mages, it is forbidden. Right. And we see it at the end of the
2: first season.
0: Uh, yeah. So Yennefer taps fire magic because not only I mean, it is uh, it does have a will of its own, but it is also the most powerful of all these sources. Um OK. But yeah, so we do see Jennifer use fire to just sweep away Nilfgaard at the end of the first season. Mm-hmm. And in the second season we do meet a a mage who uses fire, right? He is imprisoned and they release him so that he can tap into the Ooh. fire magic. So, and it is very possible that when we see the Nilfgaard um mages disintegrating as they cast spells, that is because they are tapping fire magic and exhausting the source, and then the source consumes them to continue the spell. Oh, okay. It's like, I'm not done, and then it just eats them. (laughs) (laughs) Consumes. (laughs) Yeah, consumes. So necromancy, and I think they call it guerta, which is the the demon magic. Some people debate that necromancy doesn't truly exist, that what you're actually doing is summoning demons, To animate and inhabit the undead, or when you speak to them, they are simply demons pretending to be undead. So that's one of the controversies. Some people say we talk to the undead, we bring the we bring the dead back. Others say, "Be like, no, no, it's all demons pretending to be that thing you think it is."
2: Mm, Okay, okay, I get you. Which which you don't want to summon demons?
1: Don't want to summon
0: demons. (laughs) And then, of course, Necromancy and, and the Guerta are very demanding. In the games, at one point, Yennefer performs a, a Necromancy spell. And, like, they're in this kind of, like, garden area. And the entire area is just dead and decaying when she finishes her spell. She saps the life out of everything around her to bring this body back to life just for a few moments to speak to them. Oh, wow. So. Okay. Yeah, it's an incredibly demanding magic so and again there's even controversy Be like did she really summon that guy back to life to speak to them for the information they need or did a demon just inhabit him and speak for him you know? right right So, and did the demon tell the truth if it was a demon so they get the information they need so again this introduces new pieces to the theory be like inhabiting the dead body does a demon have access to their memories so maybe this Mm -hmm. is really helpful demons
1: (laughs) really helpful well they're giving you the information you
0: asked for so it doesn't matter if they're demons uh another reason necromancy is forbidden for those who believe that it is the dead actually coming back is that they cannot consent to the magic before it is performed so that's just kind of a a fuzzier line there
2: oh Um, oh should you morally
0: perform this because right. the yeah person, that is a moral contention there
2: unless they signed a contract before death so, and
0: sure. uh, th- so does this answer your questions of magic in the witcher world
2: yeah yeah I think that cleared up a lot okay. um, you know oh. learning that there was the four sources and then yeah the different branches and how it worked and how those those quick spells you know like yeah. punch spell and things like that yeah yeah
0: this was great all right so yeah, that is magic in the Witcher world. Uh, I will point out also that uh, there is a line of thinking that you kind of want to you tap the source relative to what you want to do. Air is shifting, quick changing. Mm. Earth is slow but stable. Uh, water is kind of fluid and heavy. And uh, so depending on the spell you're using, you kind of want to tap a source that uh, kind of fits with what you want if you wanted to the spell to last a really long time earth is a good way to go Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. all right uh and then of course uh, I, i i should have mentioned this earlier there are priests who tap into magic through their prayers right and some people think this is a deity answering your prayers and other people think that this is a spell spoken in the form of a prayer
2: it's mm, similar to Eberron. Uh, in Eberron, uh, there's a belief that the divine magic is just regular magic being Eberron, a different
1: uh, way. D&D? Yeah. yeah. Eberron D&D. There is only one Eberron. <laughs> okay. Geez. Now people know where to find it, Joe.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: if if they ever listen oh, right. to those episodes, they can go be like,
0: oh, Eberron. Now I can learn all about it. All right. Mm -hmm. Thanks for uh, joining us here in the short and Witcher. And hopefully this helps you understand the magic in the various worlds and uh, clears that up. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Leave us a
1: review. Tell us why you like listening to us. Is it our awesome deep dives? Is it our amazing back and forth? Is it our charming good looks? What would you like us to add or change? You can put that in the review as well. We read reviews. Yeah. And if you're going to be leaving us a review telling us, What you like about it, maybe you even want to share the content with your friends. uh, Like and share on social media. You can join us on Twitter and Facebook. We post memes. And we actually started a Discord. So come play with
0: us. So uh, a lot of the worlds we cover have a retcon. uh, If you're not familiar with that term, it's reconstruction. Reconstruction. Or sometimes we might uh, use a bad source for some of our lore research. And if that happens, uh, feel free to email us at floor fantasy and lore at gmail.com. That is floor spelled F L O R E, fantasy and lore at gmail.com. And if you're angry enough, we'll read it on the air. <laughs> yes, we will. Also, the treasure
1: room is now available. We have locked a few secrets for everything we cover in there. And
0: each week, We add more. And uh, you can find the treasure room on patreon.com backslash floor, fantasy, and lore. And how do you spell that, Aaron? That's lore with an F at the beginning. So it sounds like floor,
1: but it's not the floor you're thinking
0: because it's our floor. uh, We hope you enjoyed your time on the floor. Uh, Think about your favorite part of the episode. Now, think about your nerdiest friend. Who is it? What is their name? They want to know about the floor. Stop holding out on them. Go and tell them about your favorite part.
1: Because all of this is more fun together.